For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up! It's a snap. He's going to throw down the middle. The ball is caught! Hey, that's great football now! 35-40, down the far sideline. We got to fly, baby. He's still moving. He's going to go. Go Hawks. Are you kidding me? Let's hey, go! go. It's the Seahawks podcast brought to you by the Believe Sports Network. I'm Seahawks superfan Brett Davern. He is Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu. Ready to do the show? Oh, let's get it, brother. Lofa, the Seahawks last Sunday went to Atlanta week one of the 2020-2021 season, and they came out of there with a victory, 38-25, to even though the game um, wasn't didn't feel as close as that final score even was, even though it's still a blowout. Uh, we took care of business and handled them handily or whatever. I don't know. You start talking. <laughs> I'm running out of words. I'm so excited. I mean, yeah, football's back. Right, so that, that that's a start, but then yeah. to not stress during a Hawks game. I mean, <laughs> just like Jamal Adams said, this is this is new to us, <laughs> dude. I'm so excited. I my I mean, you know, you want initial reactions after the game? How's this? Woohoo! <laughs> that's my reaction. I mean, I mean, ah man, it was it was incredible. Um, and I mean, I, I think I am, I am jumping on the bandwagon of the let Russ cook, you know, yes. I mean, I'm always, you know, a proponent or fan of, you know, having the ball in your best player's hand, but I mean, four incomplete, uh, 300 plus yards, four touchdowns. Um, and I mean, even a couple of those incomplete passes weren't his fault. Absolutely. Um, if if DK catches that uh, chippy that he had there right in his hands, I mean, he, <laughs> come on, man. He catches the the big ones though, so I'm not coming down on my yeah. man or anything. But I'm just saying, like that the incom- like you just said, the incompletions. I mean, what he maybe would have had two for the game two or something. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, and even that would be questionable. Um, it just, man, what what a what a week one, you know? Like the offensive line looked good. He took a couple sacks. I think even Russell would admit at least one of those was yeah. on him. He's got to get rid of the ball, you know. But um, uh, I, look, I, it would be hard to find things to complain about after that. Yeah, game. yeah. I mean, we'd be nitpicking that, and that was really what you said was my only concern, and it's a concern, not really, you know, telling you know the best quarterback in the biz how to do his job, but. I don't like seeing Russell hold the ball in the pocket. Now he's out on the perimeter. Go wild, do your thing, kid, because it's it's awesome to watch. But <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want anybody falling on Russ. Yeah. Well, let's look at some numbers here and just officially give them out for everybody. Russell Wilson was 31 of 35. That's just four incompletions. Man. Could have been less, like we said, for 322 yards and four 
TDs. Rushing wise, Russell Wilson was also the leading rusher on the team with three carries, 29 yards for 9.7 average. I mean, he had that one where I think even Russell was a little surprised to be out in space with nobody around him (laughs) on that read option. He felt like a rookie again out there. Did you see him? He's kind of looking side to side like, where where is everybody? But but the rookie Russ would have just continued to try to take that to the house. And the veteran Russ, he, he... You know, smart, took a knee. He just, he slid. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson, although uh, rushing-wise from a running back position, Carlos Hyde had seven carries, 23 yards, and a TD. Chris Carson, six carries, 21 yards. Um, It seemed like they were really spreading it around with all kinds of different running backs. I mean, even Travis Homer got into the game uh, for three carries uh, during the second quarter, which I think if we are going to nitpick anything offensively, that second quarter was a little sputtery. They put in Homer, mm-hmm. even though Carson looked good. Do you think that's just trying to rotate the guys? Um, there was no preseason, you know, maybe try to work them in a little slower. I mean, what are your thoughts behind why the rotation there at running back the way they did it? Well, I mean, we haven't been able to keep Carson healthy in years past. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't mind um, if they, you know, Homer is more than serviceable. You know, he came in at the end of the year last year and did some great things, uh, especially in the playoff game too uh, against Philly. So um, I like them spreading the love and um, just, you know, let's strengthen numbers, um, you know, and and like I just keep going back to, you know, Russ throwing that many times and, you know, not – you know, not having to throw that many times, but it was just part of the game progressed that way. And um, it was smooth. It was surprisingly smooth. And um, yeah, he's got to be excited about the O-line he has now and uh, the way things are going. Well, speaking of spreading the love around, Russell Wilson completed passes to nine different receivers. Uh, DK Metcalf leading all of them with four receptions for 95 yards. But Tyler Lockett had eight receptions for 92 yards. Of Mm. course, DK had that one really nice uh, uh, long touchdown catch on the fourth and five. Um, And, uh, and, uh, you know, Chris Carson might not have ran the ball all that often, but six catches for 45 yards and two touchdowns, one of them being a really nice one-handed catch on the sideline showing off the yeah. the the gloves or the hands or what the I don't you know yeah. What, yeah whatever you want to say soft hands man no he looked great and um you know I think that just uh just because he doesn't get 15 carries doesn't mean it's not going to be 15 touches right and I think getting him out in space is, is going to be better for him uh use his speed use his strength and um yeah so if it's if it's not yeah. what did he end up with carry wise was seven or eight also Chris Carson for the day, carry-wise, six carries, 21 yards. Okay, so roughly about 14, yeah, 14 touches. And that's what you want to see him, you know, um, so that way we can, you know, finish the season strong with him for for a change. Well, and I know you love the way he finished that one run on the sidelines after that catch with, you know, a lot of guys step out of bounds there, not Chris Carson. Yeah, that was Kiki Neal too, Keanu Neal he was going against, man. That's one of the hardest hitting safeties in in the league. So, um, yeah, it was, I mean – that you love to see that that just picks up the energy level much like Jamal did on defense for us that you know that was the one thing we always counted on with with, with beast mode you know just uh he's going to lift you to a whole nother level because if your running back is laying people out you better be laying people out as a linebacker it's amazing how this team under Pete Carroll seems to like the offense can thrive off of the defense 
hitting hard and the defense thrives off of offensive guys hitting hard. It's really uh, fun to watch from a fan perspective. Like if, if Jamal hits someone harder or Bobby, by the way, Bobby just sticking people out there too. um, Then, you know, when the offense comes in they're they're a little more fired up and to see that energy rub off uh, on both sides of the ball is just such a special thing to watch from a Seahawk fan perspective. Yeah, it's contagious, and um, you know you saw Bobby out there with some big hits, Jamal all over the place. Um, so you know I, he didn't look bored out there to say the least. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so. Greg Williams, uh, Jets defensive coordinator, said that Jamal Adams would be bored in the Seahawks defense. But to your point, uh, Lofa, I mean he's he's all over the place. He's getting to rush the passer. He's knocking down balls. He's yeah. Uh, he had 12 tackles, man. I mean, you know, man. eight solo, four assists. So altogether, that's 12. Perfect symmetry being on the Seahawks, getting 12 tackles in your first game. I mean, uh, I, you're right. I meant to be. Something in the <laughs> matrix there. Uh, but one sack also and two tackles for loss. So, I mean, yeah. what a debut well, for this guy. Well, that's a good point. You know, with 12, can you imagine how electric that place would be seeing a performance like that. Oh, you know, not that yeah. we haven't seen great performance in the past, but I'm just saying for his debut. Um, I can't think of another free agent who's come in and in his first game was that electric. I'm I mean, not off the top of my head. He didn't even need any fans. <laughs> no, no. So, I mean, you can only imagine what it'd be like when, when there are fans there. But um, He is a baller. He, he made plays in every aspect of the game. And like I said, it's it's rare that you find a guy well versed like that that can cover, that can rush, and um, you know defend the run. It's he's a complete player, um, not just a phenomenal athlete, but a phenomenal football player. Those are, I mean, he's going to be in special company if he continues like this. And also some other guys be, I mean, freeing up other guys to make plays because of how aggressive and all over the place he is. Because, you know, when you send a safety to rush the quarterback, it's a little worrisome, like who's on the back end or whatever. But Marquise Blair, Lano Hill, uh, Quandre Mm -hmm. Diggs, all of those guys had good games as well, allowing Jamal the freedom to go do all the Jamal Adams things that he wants to do. Yeah. And if Jamal didn't make that sack, Bobby had beat the running back that tried to cut him, you know, um, you know, coming right up the gut. So uh, it's, it's incredible when you, you just send, you know, all these different guys to go get the, get the quarterback. Um, and then shout out to Diggs, man. That open field tackle on Gurley is no joke. Oh, on the first drive? First drive, first run. <laughs> He springs it, and if he doesn't make that tackle, which was a great hit, I mean that's a that's a sixty yard touchdown. So yeah. uh, I mean, I you know I know the pressures of that kind of tackle, and that was incredible by him. And he did it like it was no big thing. And then uh, he had some other big hits uh, on some receivers coming across the middle too. Well, I got to admit, uh, the beginning of the game, I was a little nervous, like on drive one when Gurley seemed to have some room. And I was like, oh, I might be in for a long day here. Maybe Gurley is, uh, he's so revitalized because he's back in his home where he played college and all of that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know, just having flashbacks to some of his big days with the Rams against us and stuff. But after that initial first drive and into the you know second quarter or something he kind of cooled off a little bit and them going for it on fourth down a bunch of times and and the defense holding strong helped out as well in terms of uh, points at the end because they were going for it on fourth instead of kicking field goals a little early in my opinion what did you think about the coaching strategy there from Dan Quinn well okay yeah let's talk about how many uh how many carries did Gurley get 
Well, let me switch over to the Atlanta stats. Um, uh, Let's see. Todd Gurley, 14 carries, 56 yards, and a TD. Okay. So he did he did get a you know upwards of 10 plus carries cuz I was too nervous at first and then the game took over a different life form you know itself and maybe that's the coaching decision to to throw it 50 times and I know people freak out they see Matt Ryan have 450 yards but it was only one touchdown when it mattered and you know so um you know yards is not something you really get you don't want to give up the yards obviously but I mean, they were playing catch up, and so he got he had to have gotten like at least 100, 150 of those yards in that end of the third, fourth quarter. Well, talk talk to me about these fourth downs though that Dan Quinn decided to go for. It just seemed to me like it was a little early in the game and weird field position. I mean, he trusts his offense, which is good. He obviously also trusts his defense to go out there and stop them if they don't get it on fourth down. But it just seems like it seemed to me if I was an Atlanta fan, I'd be a little frustrated at them leaving points out on the field that often when the Seahawks defense was playing so well. Yeah, absolutely. Points are at a premium. So um, it, it is. It's uh, it's questionable. Um, it's it's you know, you live and die by those calls. Like this is, yeah. you know, we've gone for it in the past and, uh, you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But um, I, I was most curious about the fake punt in their own territory. Um, and, of course, you know. Well, they yeah, did. They, they picked it up, they but then they fumbled up. it. I, I, <laughs> so did they really pick it up? <laughs> <laughs> if a fumble falls in a forest, but the other team gets it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hey, silver linings. That's great and all, but uh, right. you know, they turned the ball over in their own, you know, uh, side of the field. That's Man, just- it, watching that play real time though. I, you know, like you go from being, Oh, so upset that they <laughs> that they got that they got one over on us there, and we've seen yeah. teams do that to the Seahawks in the past. I mean, it happens to every team, but you know the Rams back with Jeff Fisher all the time would mm, do tricky mm-hmm. things with uh, who's their punter Johnny Hecker or something. Hecker, yeah. Who, by the way, is a local Northwest guy who's always doing some trickeration on us or whatever. But um, so I was uh, I at first was like, oh, of course, another team gets a fake punt on us or whatever. But then the ball comes out; <laughs> it's our <laughs> yeah. ball. So well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was a great hit. That was Blair, right? Um, yeah, Blair, and then the yeah. rookie uh, Freddie Swain uh, recovering the fumble. Yeah, Swain, known for special teams, he even got in on the you know uh, receiving yards. He got a yeah. catch out there too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a great day for the rooks. Uh, Damian looked good too. And, yeah, a couple uh, penalties on him, but that's okay. He's young. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we don't want to see the Jermaine Effetti uh, thing happen with him. You know, <laughs> Jermaine was known for getting some yellow flags, and that was the fans' big thing with him. So, come on, Damian. You know, um, but uh, but as far as keeping Russ clean and blocking for the running backs and stuff, I mean, you know, he looked great. Well, and how about Pochick? I think you know he's been a guard and a tackle his whole life, and he slides yeah. over to center. And you know, uh, I was just even even worried about. Uh, quarterback and center exchange, you know, the, the, the snap, you know, and uh, no problems. So it, it was great. A great debut for him too. No problems at all. And, and I, I'm going to get, I want to get back to these uh, numbers for some of the Atlanta guys in one second. Cause you kind of touched on it, but just cause since you mentioned Ethan Posick, um, that touchdown that Carson had on this sort of screen pass or whatever. I mean, he's got three offensive linemen in, in the Seahawks out in front of him. And, the second he caught the ball, I was yelling touchdown on the couch. Like, these guys are huge, and they're out in front of him. It was like Posick, and the, the whole left yeah, side of the yeah. line is out there blocking for him. But it was like they were out there. I mean, I don't know. It just looked perfect. <laughs> it looked like they run how you're supposed to run it or something. Well, 
Well, I was yelling, slow down, Chris Carson. Because right, yeah. <laughs> he started running by them. And then as I'm yelling, I was like, well, because you want them to set up the blocks, right? A great yeah. you know, screen running running backs. Uh, they they run behind the blocks and they set it up because um, it's just it's, – it's fun to watch that happen. And, you know, I thought if he slowed down, no one's going to touch him because I saw two guys come open. He just outran them to the end zone. So I was like, what do I know? Uh, yeah. I'm going to speed up. <laughs> Yeah, 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 totally. Well, okay, so, but to these yards, though, real quick, because, you know, we got the new secondary. It's, it's you know, hopefully the Legion of Boom 2.0 or whatever, uh, but receiving numbers for the Atlanta Falcons are way up. Julio Jones, nine receptions, 157. Calvin Ridley, nine receptions, 130. And even their third wide receiver, Russell Gage, nine Gage. catches, 114. So, a lot of catches out there, a lot of yards, but it's that sort of bend but don't break thing that we've kind of gotten used to over the last few years from the Seahawks. And as long as the final score ends up with us on top, I mean, what are you going to do? I'm fine with it, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, we knew Julio was going to get his yards. There's, there's, you know, you can't stop him. You well, can, I um, called him old, but. You did. <laughs> he proved me wrong. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's still pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, Ridley, he had, I thought I was impressed with him. He had a good day. Yeah. And, um, and Gage, um, you know, when, when you, you got those two big number one and number two, like that, like, um, like Jones and Ridley, I mean, you're going to have some opportunities to make some plays. So, you know, congrats to him. He stepped up, but again, I want to say at least 150 of those were, you know, in not garbage time, but they're playing catch up. The game was in hand. Yeah. Um, I hear you. You don't, you know, don't take anything for granted to that last whistle, but still, um, you know, like I said, we weren't stressing for once as fans. So no, no, uh, not, not down the stretch there. It was, and not. even, even in two, 2005, my rookie year here, we, I want to say we were probably like middle of the road in terms of yardage, like, um, uh, I think 13 or 14 ranked, um, for the season, like defensively, we you mean? Yeah. yeah, but we were, I think, the number three or four red zone team, meaning forcing field goals rather than touchdowns. And so um, that that's the that's the stat you want to you know be in the top at is a uh, score. So yeah, I, I don't worry too much. Don't put too much weight into the yards, but um, the points on the board that's what you uh, you worry about. Absolutely, yeah. The only stat that matters at the end of the day is in the W and the L column, right? And this one was a W, so. Let's just, let's all rest on that. And while we take a second to rest on that, let me tell you about our sponsor, betonline.ag. The wait is finally over. Football is finally back. And you might not be at the games this year, but you can still bet on all the action on betonline.ag. From game spreads to totals to teams, players, coaching prop bets, BetOnline has it all. And if you don't want to bet on sports, they have their 24-7 online casino that never closes. So head on over to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses when you use our promo code. Again, that's betonline.ag, promo code B-L-E-A-V. Sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Some other numbers from the game. Russell Wilson's completion percentage, 88.6 for the game. I'll take that. right (laughs) darn near perfect uh 12 tackles for jamal adams like we talked about greg olson had a touchdown catch we've been talking a lot about the tight ends that's his 60th career touchdown and his first with the seahawks 
Um, let's see here. Uh, 55 defensive snaps for Marquise Blair. So a lot of playing time for him. And was he sliding in at the nickel or did you happen to notice what they were doing with Marquise Blair? Uh, I was too glued to the new guy, Jamal. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> I couldn't Me believe too. what I was seeing. So, um, but maybe in the sub package when, when you know, um, when Jamal was coming off the edge all those times, maybe that's when they were sliding him, uh, Blair in either nickel or safety, um, right there. But, um, it was, it was great to watch, uh, my boy Mayawa, who I chose, you know, for the sack leader for us. Yeah. You know, he, he, he showed up, uh, got a sack there. So man, that one that he, I mean, talk about laying out. Yeah. That was amazing. I can't believe Ryan didn't throw that ball away. Yeah. I, I don't think Benson can believe it either. None of us can, but, um, it did. I'm glad he did. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Uh, zero is the number of fourth down conversions that the Falcons converted on. They almost had that one, but it went incomplete. Um, over to Calvin Ridley, it was like on the left sideline, and it looked like they were going to pick it up, but they didn't. So there you go. Defense holding strong on fourth down. Um, two receiving touchdowns by Chris Carson. That's an interesting number there. Mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett, eight targets. Ooh, here's an interesting number. Quandre Diggs. Fourth interception as a Seahawk. He's only played in seven games. Yeah. Wow. Love that. Man, he's special too. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're in for a real treat this season. And it was nice to see him kick off the season on a good note. Um, as Wait, we did you say Lockett had eight? He was eight for eight. Uh yeah, eight for eight. Eight, <laughs> eight targets, eight catch. That's awesome. Yeah. Just continuing where they left off. Yeah. Tyler and Russell, you know? They're, um, it's like every time I think of them, I hear that song, like that song plays in my subconscious. It's the, uh, you know, uh, people let me tell you about my best friend. Da, 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 da. Like they're just like a, like an eighties sitcom or something together. Like they live together or something in the yeah. show. You know what I mean? Like they just yeah. like bosom buddies or whatever. I don't know. They're I in knew sync. Yeah, I knew he had eight catches, but I didn't know it was on eight throws. How's a hundred percent for it? That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's a number. I like that take. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, if there is any nitpicking or anything at all, uh, do you have anything for us to be watching as as the season progresses that we can take away from the Atlanta game? Um, I really penalties were down, which we're normally not great at. Um, you know, historically. You know, we're, we're anywhere from eight to 10 penalties a game. And um, I think we had five or six for under 50 yards. So it wasn't, and it wasn't anything that, you know, negated a, a touchdown or anything. Um, so I don't know. Um, Do you think we'll ever we see any sharp. preseason we won the games again? Battle. I think they turned it over twice. We didn't have any. Uh, yeah, I'm I, sorry. I kind of talked I over not. you, but no, I, I was, just, no, I was saying I need them for fantasy. So. <laughs> the, the only reason to have preseason is to know who to put on your fantasy team. Uh, no, the, I, I guess why I'm asking is because to you as a former player, like, what did you notice about the level of play having no preseason? Cause to me, it seemed fine. I thought guys were fresh and they were running very fast and hitting very hard for, you know, uh, usually you come out of camp, you're excited to hit somebody else, you know, and, and for the games to count. But, uh, man, for, from from Bobby to Jamal to Diggs, uh, everybody was out there hitting. And um, it was, well, it was and, exciting. And like, 
And like you said, even from like a penalty standpoint or something, I think, you know, I was reading a lot of things on the internet, like for this season with no fans and no preseason and truncated training camps and all that kind of stuff that it's going to be sloppy and there's going to be all kinds of penalties and stuff. But I watched a lot of games this last weekend and that didn't seem to be true. I thought it, it, if anything, honestly, I thought it was like one of the most well-played week ones in the NFL I've seen in a long time. No, yeah, it was, it was very, some, some great ball up there. So, um, you know, a lot of things to be excited about. Um, if I had to nitpick, I'm not – I I have no problems with the way we played and, and, uh, and, and the outcome, more importantly. Yeah, I mean, my only thing is just looking at the defensive line. I'm not nitpicking them. It's just that, like, they had a really good game. Let's just see if they can continue doing that as the season rolls along because, you know, there are a lot of 12s out there and then on Seahawks Twitter and whatever. They complain about that there's no quote-unquote big name or whatever, but they held their own and they played great, and I hopefully they'll keep doing that, but I'm, I'm going to keep watching them. And offensively, uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Let Russ cook. It looks like it works, and um, I don't know why we haven't yeah. been doing that for for years and years and years. Well, well, I mean, he really looks he looks more comfortable in these last couple of years, you know. And so, um, in, in shoddy scheme and and whatever you know they're doing, it, it's, he looks like he really knows where he's going with the ball pre snap, and um, and you know just taking control out there. And I would like, okay, if we're going to nitpick, I'd like to see us run the ball a little bit more mm-hmm. just to get the defense the proper rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to put up 38 points, then, you know, we're not going to have a problem with however many snaps we got to play on defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't remember uh, the exact stat offhand, but I think it's like the second most points or third most points they've scored on the road in, in Pete Carroll history. And to do it in week one. Wow. I mean, to put up 38 points on the road in week one is just seems like a luxury. And hopefully they just keep doing that for us. Uh, yeah, man, let's, I mean, that's, we can leave it there. I, that's yeah, all I got. I, it's all positive. I mean, it was, it was amazing. It was a great, great game. Great way to start the season. Well, that's it for the Seahawks podcast. We're going to have another episode later in the week, breaking down the upcoming matchup in prime time with the New England Patriots and Cam Newton and all of that. So join us a little bit later in the week. For now, Lofa, break us down to whatever you want from that game. All right, Jamal on three. One, two, three, Jamal. Jamal. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.